0: You're listening to the Take Your Shop Podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers looking to grow and scale their business. I'm your host, Hallie Heather, and my goal is for you to walk away feeling empowered and inspired as you continue to build a business that you're passionate about and that serves both you and your clients well. So, whether you're operating as a side hustle or you're looking for tips and tricks on how to improve and scale your business, you, my friend, are in the right place. You don't have to figure it all out on your own, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. Today we've got an amazing guest. His name is Luke Irving and Luke is someone who has taken his photography business and has been able to expand into working with different brands and he's recently been working with Airbnbs and I'm really excited to dive into today's episode with him because he just has a lot of knowledge on what it looks like to kind of merge your passions with your business and find a way to do both. So Luke, thank you for being here today. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here again. uh, My name is Luke um, and yeah, I've been doing photography on and off um, for the last almost probably seven years. I think I've always liked photography, um, liked being creative, but I think professionally and and doing it as um, a, a profession for probably the last six, seven years.
0: Awesome. And Luke, I think what's really cool is how we met actually. So (laughs) Luke and I both used to be recruiters and we met at a fair. So we were at a conference and doing the same routes. Our booths were right next to each other. And it was so fun to connect with you, Luke, at that time because you we're talking about your side hustle photography. I was like, oh, no way. I do photography too. And we just kind of connected. Do you remember that? That's like how we got (laughs) through the fair.
1: (laughs) I know. It was awesome. Yeah. Cause you're kind of, if you guys have never been to, or you probably have as a college admissions fair, there's a bunch of tables there. You, most of you listening probably have just shown up to one. Well, there's a whole group of people that that tour the whole country, standing up, setting up a booth with a bunch of pens and pamphlets. And we would stand right next to each other and and just chat. And both of us could realize like, hey, we are doing this job right now, but Oh, you like photography? I like photography. We're kind of realizing, man, it'd be cool to go into this full time. And I think since then we've we've just stayed in touch and talked about like it's been cool to to kind of watch as as we both kind of launched this. This was a side hustle, and now for for both of us, it's a lot more than that. Um, but yeah, that was a ton of fun. I, to be honest, those fairs we were in Colorado. Was that? Was,
0: yeah, was I think we we're. I was trying to remember if it was Colorado or Washington. I think it was Colorado. Yeah, probably Colorado.
1: Yeah. And we were, I mean, we were like, right. One of the fairs was over in Aspen and it was right. I mean, the whole time I was like pulling off on the side and taking photos and shooting for things. Cause I was like, this is awesome. And I'm getting paid to go on these trips. I might as well like kind of start trying to take some photos and do some stuff.
0: Yeah, no. And that was so fun. And yeah, I love that. And it was fun because like, then we're also talking to kids about what are you going to do with our lives? And we're just sitting here like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life, to be yeah. honest. Well, like, I don't want
1: to, this is not what I want to do, but it's a <laughs> stepping stone. Yeah. I know when kids would tell me, hey, I want to go into, you know, photography or something. And I'm like, oh, me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> same friend, same. No, I, I did, to be fair, I did love that job. I did love like the flexibility and everything, but. Yeah, I talk about in a whole different episode about my transition. But yeah, no, anyway, super cool. And we definitely related on that. So do you would you like to share a little bit about just kind of like your photography journey and how it kind of grew to where it's at today?
1: Yeah, would love to. So I studied communication in college because I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, and I was like, well, I'll probably need to communicate. (laughs) Um, Were you a comp major?
0: Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's that's
1: (laughs) the best. So I was like, I think I'll go into business, but I don't know. And um, during that time, right after I graduated, I had a roommate who was a videographer and I started watching what he was doing um, and was like, you know, realistically what you're doing is like not that crazy. And he started getting, um, you know, brands were reaching out and, and he was doing certain things. And I was like, he asked me one day, Hey, can you come with me and just shoot? I have a second camera. Can you just do this? And I was like, you know, whatever. Sure. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, I loved it. And I, he showed me, I remember that it, this was in, must've been 2016, 2017. and he showed me Lightroom. I remember opening Lightroom for the first time and like I've loaded in my iPhone photo of like a, a palm tree or something and, you know, cranked the the teal. The sky was like bright yeah. teal, super dark <laughs> orange and was like, I am an influencer. This is amazing. Um, and from that point, I just was like, this is so cool because there was this opportunity to use creativity, which I've always been someone creative, always loved, you know, Thinking outside the box, doing something different, like taking my own spin on things. Um, but then also there was opportunity to make money and a profession. And and at the time, to be honest, the reason I got into it was for the free stuff. I was a poor, you know, postgrad, like I had no money, I had, you know, nothing, and was like, watched my friend get this electric skateboard to take a video for, like for free. And so I was like, I could do that. So I just kind of started um, an Instagram page. Um, the first, everything was iPhone when I first started. Um, and then I, with my first tax return, because this is when I was working at Admissions, my first tax return, I got that in the mail and it was like $600. And I bought the DJI Mavic Air, the first one. And I was like, I now have a drone. That was the first like photography thing, like investment. I was like one of the most expensive things I ever bought. And I just started taking drone pictures of whatever I could and just built, I think I posted probably like every day for like three months, just a bunch of stuff, all kinds of like random, who knows what. And, and was just trying to get into the space and was super active on Instagram, just DMing everyone. Hey, love this. Love that. Commenting like crazy at starting like engagement groups and like all the whatever, you know, watching those like guru videos, how to raise your following. Cause I was like, I need to like build a following, but I didn't have a camera and I was still just like pretending that I was a photographer. I was like,
0: "You I, just I, had a drone. You yeah, just had did a drone. all this, just a drone. That's <laughs> just amazing. a drone."
1: And uh, it was like, if it was something that couldn't be on a drone, like I remember, I got a, had a phone case sent to me, and was like, "Okay, I'll just use my iPhone." Uh, but the problem was the phone case. My iPhone needed to be in it, so then I was like, "Shoot!" Like, so I was borrowing friends' iPhones to like take photos of my phone in the. And so it was just you know, but. I was like, send them back the photos. And to be honest, I, a lot of them hated them or they were like, oh, thanks, Luke. We don't want to collaborate anymore. (laughs) And (laughs) it was like, darn. Uh, But the model that I told, I built everything off of was I'm going to give you, I would reach out to a brand and say, I'll give you your first photos for free. If you hate the photos, I'll send the product back. And I was like, it's a no brainer. Like this brand, they have nothing to lose. Um, And so I just started doing that. And I... I pulled it up right before this actually. Like, I have this Google Drive folder. There's probably, I don't know, 60 different brands in here that I worked with for that first like two years. And it's all mostly iPhone stuff, like just terrible stuff, all free. And only like three of them asked for the product back. But I literally every day, anytime I saw an ad or anytime I saw something like post or you get like suggested content, I just had a DM saved in Instagram and I would just send it. Hey, I'm a photographer trying to get started. Would you be willing to send me some product? I'll send you back photos for free. If you hate the photos, I'll give you your product back. And so I got a lot of free stuff. I have this bin. I think I probably still have it. That is just full of like EDC everyday carry. Just like, Knives and wallets and those little like, you know, those like flip wallets and magnets and, you know, whatever those little trinkets were that were like all around Instagram, like three or four years ago, I probably had them all um, and didn't get paid for any of it. So it was all just like learning. And I learned a ton. And a lot of people said, we're not going to work together anymore. And I was like, <laughs> I don't blame you. And I look back now. I'm like, wow, that was some bad content. But yeah, that's kind of how it, how it got started.
0: So then when, so you're saying a lot of people ended up not working with you. Did you still get to keep the, the, the yeah, products? Yeah, no one ever for asked of... for
1: it back because it's like, it. they can't really, I don't think anyone ever asked for it back. Um, and I realized pretty quickly this idea of like, Oh, a free wallet. That's so fun. was like, I have so many wallets and I don't even really mm-hmm. use a wallet. Like I, or so it pretty quickly was <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like this is, <laughs> I just have bins of stuff and I'm not getting paid for any of this. Um, but. Yeah. And my roommate was doing videography at the time. So between the two of us, we just were getting sent so much stuff because brands were like down to give you free product for for photos, you know, and, and that was an easy way to kind of get started.
0: That's amazing. You should send one of those wallets here. Luke needs a new one. So <laughs> <That'd
1: be laughs> pick great. pick a brand. I got yeah,
0: lots. I actually perfect. worked for a
1: while with Ridge Wallet, um, which is they're they're huge now. And that was a fun little partnership. Um I love those guys. They're really cool.
0: That's super fun. Okay. So how then did you transition? So you're saying a lot of people didn't like it, but some people did. Um, how did you then like refine it to a place where you were starting to make money off of it? Like, or was there a point where you started making money off of it?
1: Yeah. So after, you know, you, you like kind of get into it, you, you start doing things. Um, this, I, I shot, Oh, it was like a wristband that people would wear to like concerts that like lit up and it was like, could be all different colors. So you could bring it to a concert and like change the colors. And I remember I shot that and again, all with iPhone, but we went out at night. Um, we didn't even, it, it was actually pretty funny. My friend and I drove to LA and there was a concert going on that we weren't invited to. We, we stood on the other side of the fence, the concert was going on and just took photos with our iPhone of like the wristband and you could see the concert in the background and so we just got some photos and the company really liked it. And so then they said, hey, we have like a line of apparel that we do as well. Would you be willing to come like shoot our apparel? Like we're in L.A. Could you could you come? And it was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I just never I was like, yeah. And they're like, what do you charge for this? And, and if any of you guys are, are you know in photography, that, that question that first time is like daunting because it's like <laughs> you don't want to say too much. And then say no, but you don't want to say too little and they just jump on it and you realize you could have asked for more. So what I did was I went online, I found uh, a camera that I've been wanting. Um, it was the EOS R and I think it was like $1,200. And and I said, I charged $1,200 because I was like, I'm, I'm going to need a camera. <laughs> but they think I have one, I don't. So I just, I charged them the exact amount of how much the camera would cost. And they said, great and i was like no way and i remember just getting so excited it was like the first like paid gig that i had and so i was like i hope they pay me after this cuz you know i don't really have just extra 1200 dollars laying around but i just went i bought the camera and then went down and did the shoot And it went all right. I, to be honest, like I watched so many YouTube videos the night before of like settings and like trying to like figure out how to like set my camera up to even do a like apparel shoot and had no clue like really what I was doing.
0: The (laughs) Um, night before. That is so great. (laughs) Just
1: like binging all like uh, positions (laughs) to put people in because like you kind of have to come in and they expect that you know it. But funny thing, like and Allie knows this, like being in uh in admissions, you're often like thrown into a situation where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and yeah. so I think that helped just like pretend confidence of like, sure, like I'll do this. And so I took a bunch of photos and I would often just say, Oh, I think, uh, let's just get a couple more in case. Cause I was like, I don't know. And I would try overexposing and underexposing cause I'm like, I don't even know what this is going to look like post. Um, and edited those and got yeah, was super excited. I probably took, they wanted like 40 photos. I probably took like seven or eight hundred that day and was like combing through them trying to find like 40 good ones. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the first like paid gig that I had. And then from there on it, I was like, okay, I never want to, I'm only going to spend money on photography gear that I like make from photography, um, just to kind of challenge myself. Cause I think that that helped me get my first camera. And then I was like, I'm just going to keep doing that. And so I kind of slowed down on DMing every single brand. That was a bit much and would just kind of start to look for more um, ones that fit my like niche that I was kind of forming or ones that I just honestly wanted to work with. So that's kind of how that kind of process began. What
0: are some of the most interesting things you've ever had to shoot from a collaboration?
1: I'm trying to think. There was some just random ones that I just didn't know how to shoot like, like gum. I remember there was a gum company and it was like, do you want like, someone like the gum in someone's mouth or like, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you want with gum? Or I remember <laughs> the shoe shoe brand got sent to me and the shoes were so ugly. <laughs> and I was like, I just don't want, like, I'm never going to wear these. So I literally, we took the photos and I like gave them to Goodwill like the next day. Um, cause they were just not cool shoes at all. And the company went under. And interestingly, like a lot of these companies, like they kind of, it's a lot of these drop shipping companies that just set up some like thing, they they blast a bunch of ads, they need a bunch of content, and then they either do well or they go under. And most of them probably have all gone under now. So
0: Man, look at you helping them go under. It's like <laughs> then they use your photos and then they're just done.
1: <laughs> just, right. Yeah. That's the last thing someone saw. They're like, ooh, <laughs> this is
0: done. <laughs> wow, it's been super interesting to hear kind of how you got into it. What advice would you give to someone who's interested in collaborating with doing brands and profiting from that?
1: I think there's a stigma, like in the in the photography world, that like you have to have a certain level of following, certain level of engagement, or you have to be like an influencer to get these collaborations. And and to be honest, like I had minimal followers doing this stuff. Um, you just—it's all about like how you kind of pitch. You know, brands either want someone to post on their you know millions of followers page and promote the product, um, or they want content to, to post themselves. And so I went way after the content side. I was never going to be the, like, I'm posting about this product and now you're getting hundreds of sales more. I just wanted to provide them with content. And so I think just setting yourself up as like, Hey, I'm a photographer. Here's a couple shots I've taken. And, and if you're just getting into it, literally like pick a couple products that you love that are in your house. Um, I remember I had this tea kettle and I just did like a coffee shoot and they didn't sponsor me. I didn't even get that. I bought it at Target, Uh, but I took a bunch of photos of it so that I could send it to brands and say, look at these example photos. Um, so I think just like getting some of those things set up and then not being intimidated, like, Oh, I don't have enough followers. They're probably not going to say yes. Like you don't have to have a huge following to take photos for brands. Most you'll find that most like photos that you see of, of a brand that's taken, like the, the photographer is like, Doesn't isn't like an influencer. They're just someone who has a camera, you know.
0: True. Well, that's really good insight. I think that's so true. People kind of put themselves in a box, like, oh, I haven't done this, this, and this, versus just taking steps to go after it, even if they don't even have a camera, which is crazy that you did that. (laughs)
1: Which (laughs) you don't even honestly (laughs) nowadays. Like, I it's crazy. Sometimes I'll take a whole video on my camera with a gimbal with like everything. And then I'll just also take an iPhone photo for my story, and the phone looks so much better. And I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is crazy. It's going to put us out of business. Just kidding. Unless you embrace it. You're good. So on top of that, do you have any advice for someone who is also still struggling with that, wanting to get paid, but not wanting to lose out on the gig? Like, Where did you find the sweet spot with this? Like, How did you continue to price yourself?
1: Yeah, I, what I did um, is I would still do the first shoot for free if it's a brand that seems like they have some kind of budget. So like these random like wallet companies, no matter how many times you ask, they're just going to keep finding people that will do it for free <laughs> because they have no budget. But I remember, and I'm still on a retainer with with this company, Soulguard, which is a suitcase company. Um, and I've worked with them for almost two years now. And the first batch. I just reached out like I always do and said, I'll do your photos for free. They sent me the suitcase. They were like not a huge brand at all. And, but the suitcases were awesome. And I shot the content. And then the key I think to to breaking in is once you send that free content, like what your follow up process looks like. Um, so what I did is I sent them the 30 photos, you know, Hey, here's the photos that we talked about. Um, I really enjoyed shooting your product. Um, do you have like five to 10 minutes in the next week to jump on a phone call. Cause as I was shooting them, I had a couple ideas that I wanted to run by you about, you know, ways we could use your, like your brand could, could probably like continue to, to look great. And as long as your photos are good, you know, they'll, they, they, sure. Why not? And then, and that's the other thing is I think a lot of photographers hide behind Instagram DMs. Like, don't be afraid to pick up the phone. Even if you're not like a phone person, like, trust me, it, it you jump in professionalism a ton when you say, I'd love to jump on the phone call. Um, and then you don't have to have some crazy pitch, but just having something in your back pocket, like do a little bit of research. I looked around at what suitcase companies needed. And like, I just kind of created a little thing like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. I think you guys need to be posting more reels. And I think you need just a lot more photos consistently. What I propose is I'm a photographer. What if I were to come on, we we do a six month contract and you pay me a thousand dollars a month and I provide you with these things. So I kind of came with this whole package and then they said, you know, they kind of countered, actually, we, we would need more of this type of content is what we're looking for. And I was like, great, because <laughs> I kind of made it up. And I said, okay, that, that'll work for me. And then we settled on a contract and that, and now we've been working together for two years and I just provide them content once a month. And that for me is like the ultimate, like if you can get Brands on retainer, you know, then you're like th- that's just consistent. And you're not in that like every month. Shoot, do I have a do I have any money coming in? But I think you need to prove that you can do it, which is why I always provided the first month free. And a lot of brands that I hoped would have took me on as a retainer didn't. So like I pitched a bunch that said no, but you get two or three of those, and you're bringing in three or four thousand dollars a month. Like all of a sudden, you can quit your job. You know?
0: Yeah. Are you a wedding photographer or videographer looking to streamline your business operations and enhance your client experience? Dubsado is the ultimate CRM that is specifically designed to transform the way you run your business. With Dubsado, you'll experience a seamless workflow that will leave you more time to focus on other areas of your business or personal life. From client management to contract creation, invoicing, and even automated workflows, Dubsado has it all. Use the discount code TAKEYOURSHOT for 20% off your first year when you sign up on Dubsato.com. Again, that's take your shot, all one word, to get 20% off your first year. I have been using Dubsato for years and I can't stop raving about how much I love it. And although I could talk about it all day, it's time to get back to the show. How many no's do you get for each yes? It's probably a lot <laughs> of no's, it sounds like.
1: Oh, it's, it's a ton. But it's so easy to, to send a DM. Like on Instagram, you can save canned responses. Like, And for me, I choose to do all my outreach on Instagram because my Instagram is like my portfolio. So now I don't have to send example photos because they can just, they see it on my profile. You could also go through email. Sometimes that works for people, but I just did all my reach out on Instagram. And I mean, if you send five DMs a day, like, you know, that's 25 a week. If you're, you know, and then you get, probably 20 no's and five yeses. Like, there you go, you know.
0: That's amazing. Well, I think that's really cool how you got into building brand partnerships. And I would love to talk a little bit more about what you've been recently specializing in, which is Airbnb. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more of like what sparked your interest in going into Airbnb? What did that transition look like?
1: Yeah, so I, um, my wife and I love to travel. We love uh, going places. And I was you know, looking around on Instagram and and the travel scene is so big and it's pretty saturated of people going to these resorts and like going all over the world. And I realized whenever I book an Airbnb, like the only thing I look at is photos. Like I'm scrolling through the photos and if the photos look great, I'm like, I'm excited. And then if the photos are bad, I skip, I skip right past it. So it was like, there is actually a really big need for vacation homes to have, good quality photos. And so I was like, I wonder if this, like what this would look like or or what that like doing, you know, photos for an, uh, an Airbnb would even look like. And I did the same thing. I went on YouTube and watched like someone shoot for an Airbnb or shoot like real estate photos and was like, Oh, this is, if you've, if you've done portrait, if you've done wedding, if you've done like anything with people, Switching to property is so easy. It's like magical. Like and you know this being a, a wedding photographer like now my photo shoots I put music on. It's like peaceful. I just kind of walk around and take the photo. It's like a walk in the park versus the the wedding scene <laughs> which is awesome and and so fun and you create special moments, but you have a lot of expectations versus a house which doesn't care how it looks. Um so I kind of saw man, this would be really cool to get to go do Properties because I live in Seattle. There's tons. This is a vacation destination. Um, tons of Airbnbs in the area. But even if you're in a city that isn't, like there are Airbnbs in your city, and they probably need content. And so I kind of it kind of piqued my interest of whoa, it would be cool to kind of kind of get into the Airbnb world a little bit. Super cool. So kind of what I did and what I you know looked at, I saw hey, this is uh, a space that I think I could get into and I could do this. Relatively easily. I'm already DMing brands. I already have a camera. Again, I was still on the, the, the EOS R as my first camera. Um, and I, so what I just started doing is I went to hashtag Seattle Airbnb. Um, I just clicked on that hashtag. And the reason I did it over on Instagram is because if they were posting on Instagram, that means that they need content um, of an Airbnb. So I went to hashtag Seattle Airbnb and I spent like four hours one day um, sending the same DM to every single person that had posted on hashtag Seattle Airbnb. <laughs> and I just said, Hey, I'm a photographer in the area. I'm, I'm just starting my portfolio on real estate. Um, I'd love to come to your property and shoot. Um, I'll do it completely for free and would love to just get some photos of, of your property. Um, is there a time that works out? I pretty much sent that, that DM, um, cause I just wanted any, anything. And the first one that responded, they were like, Hey, sure. Like you can come by. Um, and they didn't even let, they didn't offer me to let me stay the night or anything. And it was just, it was like three blocks away from me. I was like, great. So I rode over there and I watched again, but binged a bunch of YouTube videos, how to do this. Like, what do I do? And I just put my camera on a tripod and took, you know, bracketed photos. It was the first time I've ever done that where you take the five exposures and it was like, Oh my gosh, this, this is crazy. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but took a bunch of photos, came home, edited for hours, um, to try to create like stuff. And it wasn't great. The lighting wasn't perfect. Like, but real estate photography is so forgiving because it's still, it's on a tripod. You know, you can't, you can't really screw up that bad. (laughs) And then after that first one, I just took those photos and included them in my DM. And I just started asking Airbnbs, you know, in exchange for two nights at your Airbnb, I'll provide photos that look like this. And so then I just continued DMing all the all the the same properties. Um if they hadn't responded, I'd send them another one with the photos that now I had little portfolio and just started doing that. And I probably did 10. I think I booked 10 um within that that weekend. Like I literally I think I I booked out 10. So for the next two months, I did free exchanges where we would just go. My wife and I would go, we'd stay the night, I'd take a bunch of photos, come back and edit them. And uh, then now I had you know a huge portfolio. And then so then at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of money in this because these Airbnb photographers have, have budgets. It's not like a random small company, some guy sending out wallets. This is like a property that's bringing in money. So I was like quickly shifted. <laughs> my Instagram feed changed immediately from, like if you guys scroll back, it's like all nature outdoor travel stuff to like property exclusively. And that was, <laughs> if you want to go look, you can see right the moment when I realized, oh, there's money in this. I flipped everything to just posting, um, uh, property photos and we just started posting those built up like a little, uh, portfolio of, of property. And now I, now like I can charge for it and I have different packages depending on what they need, you know, lower or, or higher. And I started doing video, video work of the properties as well. Um, and, and now people DM me because the Airbnbs will tag you you know, in the photos, and then someone sees it and goes, oh, cool. And especially if you're in an area. So now, like, if you search hashtag Seattle Airbnb, a lot of the photos are mine just because that was, like, the one, like, the thing I just went after. So, like, whatever city you're in, now, if someone searches hashtag whatever city Airbnb, like, odds are your photos start to pop up, and they go, oh, who took these? And then they'll send you a DM.
0: Man, that is so crazy. <laughs> so were you guys just, like, traveling a ton then for a bit there yeah, as you're doing so- this? <laughs>
1: In my head, it was like, this is awesome. Free Airbnbs, which like, it totally is awesome. And and don't want to take away from that. But pretty quickly, it was like, oh, shoot. We're literally like gone all the time. Like we're, you know, not really. I think we had, my wife and I had a lot of conversations about, for me, I'm just like, all go like, this is so exciting. We're traveling. We're doing a bunch of stuff. And I was, got super into it. And then she was like, hey, you need to pump the brakes because like, we're still like, trying to have a life and have people and have friends and we can't be gone every day. And it was like, Oh, you're right. (laughs) So kind of having to balance that of like, okay, if it's something close, even if they're offering a night, sometimes it just makes more sense for me to just drive there, take the photos and come home, even if it's a beautiful place. (laughs) Um, Just in terms of like practicality of like staying all these Airbnbs is, is exhausting, like jumping between each one and then keeping up with editing and everything. So yeah, we were bouncing around a ton, but now it's—I think—the coolest part about it now is if we're going somewhere, like we have a wedding coming up, you know, and we're going to Utah. Like, I can just search in that city. I'll do the same thing. Salt Lake City hashtag Salt Lake City Airbnb. I'll send 30 DMs like a couple weeks before the wedding, and I bet one of them will say yes, and then we have a free Airbnb that night. And that for me is like the win. Even if I'm not even getting paid a lot for free Airbnbs wherever, that is is awesome. And like anyone could do it. Like it really, when you actually get down to like how to take a real estate photo, it's really not that hard.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm sure there are a lot more Airbnbs that need it. Cause like that's just real estate is crazy. <laughs> Airbnbs is right. crazy. So that's super cool. Yeah, I think it's really plenty. cool. It's awesome that you found this need and it aligned with kind of what you were passionate about and you were able to kind of take steps to Yeah. Fund your travel. You, you funded your camera through brands, you're funding your travel through Airbnb. I mean, you're, you're living the dream and that's super inspiring to hear.
1: And I did the same thing like, Oh, I need a, I need a real estate lens. Like I, you know, I wanted to buy a wide angle lens. It was like two grand. So I was like, all right, finding a a house that's going to pay me. I did the same thing. I I charged two grand for this package. And they're like, great. I bought the lens (laughs) and I needed a flash and whatever it is, like just did that same thing. But for me, I if I could do anything, it'd be um, like nature, like photography or landscape, but there's just no money in that. And so I found with properties, you get a similar experience because you get to set up your shot, you get to take your time, you get to kind of see, and, and Airbnbs are usually in beautiful places. And so I kind of got that feeling of like landscape still, I still do, but I'm shooting, there's a house in it, you know?
0: <laughs> totally, totally. That's super, super cool. And for those of you listening, you need to take a look at his page. It's got a lot of great landscapes and a lot of great Airbnb stuff. You'll see what we're talking about, but it is beautiful work, (laughs) like I must say. (laughs) The fact that you're just like, oh, I don't know how to do this, but I'm just going to figure it out and then just do it. Like it is, It looks like you've been doing this for years, honestly. So I think it's really awesome. So Luke, as you've been transitioning into doing more Airbnbs, what would you say have been the pros and cons of going into such a, a different niche?
1: I mean, the pros obviously are free Stays and that that's awesome. And like we just went to Hawaii and we shot three properties there, and I did them three di- three nights at each. And so we were there for nine days and didn't pay for housing at all. And so that is obviously a huge pro, like like that type of stuff. Um, the the cons on that same regard that I've noticed, and I think I'm getting better at it, but like the in the back of your head, if you're staying at an Airbnb that you're shooting there's always like, Oh, should I be shooting this? Or like, Oh shoot, we made a mess in the kitchen. Like did I get enough photos of the kitchen before we cooked dinner? Like, or anytime you're like trying to relax or enjoy, there's always some like background noise of do you think I should shoot this? Should I, should I have gotten this angle? And I think that doing this for, you know, over a year now and like on the Airbnb side and that still is like, sometimes I'm like, Oh shoot, did I get enough photos of this or that? And so kind of finding a rhythm of, I think I still need to figure out that's definitely a con because it it can sometimes take away from the vacation a little bit if you're like, I'm working kind of, you know, but I think there is a balance there. Um, The other big con I think to this industry is just the, I have found it's hard when, when, and this is just true, probably wherever you, whatever you do, like, People want a specific thing, and hopefully, when they see your stuff, they go, "Oh, I want what you're doing," and they they're they're okay with that. But it is, I, I'm I find it such a struggle when someone responds and says, "Hey, I don't really like these," <laughs> and that's fair. They're allowed to not like something, but that like cuts so deep as a photographer because you know you put your heart and soul into like creating and like editing and 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 I think this looks so awesome, so excited about it. So when a client goes. Ooh, these like these are pretty bad. <laughs> it's like, what? Like I I'm so bad at receiving criticism. <laughs> Even if it's true, I'm just like, what do you mean? You know, so I think that is just a con in general with the photography industry is like not attaching your worth as a human to like your work. And if I if the client didn't like my photos, that doesn't mean I suck. It means like the client didn't like your photos. And you just have to be able to separate those two, which I think is so hard um so i think that is just a con in general and then i think the other cons are just the inconsistency of work like this type of work you know you could have a month where you are doing 10 airbnb's or you could have like no one's responding or if it's like a high like like seattle in the summer it's beautiful but Airbnbs are booked, you know, and so uh, get a uh, a host getting you in is like pretty hard. So if you're trying to do this full time, like trying to find consistency is a pretty hard in the in the real estate industry unless you're just like really intentional about your outreach.
0: Wow, Luke, that's a really good insight. Thanks for sharing, especially with like the seasons changing, because that's something I don't think I would have thought through. I was, you know, you thinking, oh yeah, you can just reach out to people. But yeah, the seasons and like the timing of it is totally strategic.
1: Right. Because like we went to Arizona for my brother's graduation recently. Uh, He went to GCU, go Lopes. And I was like, oh, I'll just book an Airbnb for us, for my family. And I'll just shoot it, you know? And I DM'd a bunch and they all, it was right during spring training. So they're like, we're literally all booked. There wasn't a single availability. I was like, oh, (laughs) well, that's a bummer. Um, So that, I, I didn't think through that. But yeah, that kind of, you kind of have to shift your strategy a little
0: bit. So those are some of the like challenges that you've faced with it. What would you say have been kind of your favorite parts of doing Airbnb photography?
1: Um, I love so, so the difference of Airbnb versus real estate. I think real estate, you're you're taking photos like for a, a listing that's going to be up and gone in two weeks and no one cares. <laughs> it's just like I need to see the shot, which is great because they're turn and burn, and you can probably get a lot of of like clientele. But Airbnb, I really think. Like this is what, what's going to determine someone's vacation. Like if they see it and they love it. Um, and so I love that someone created the space that they absolutely love. They put time and effort into setting it all up and then you get to come and capture it. And then I love just sending it to the hosts and them getting to go, wow, like you totally got the the energy or, or, you know, the, the lighting or whatever it is. And just, I think it's just so rewarding because often an Airbnb is a place that someone has poured a lot of time into and So then the photos are like a reflection of of this other person's time. And so I've loved meeting the hosts. Um, And then obviously the the biggest pro and just thing that I just love about it is just getting to travel and getting to see like, it's gotten my wife and I all around Washington. We've been over to the Olympic Peninsula and, you know, we were, we were actually just in Port Angeles uh, at at this lake house, like right on the water. And we've been over to like the, you know, Cascades. And and I think just in this industry, like you just gets you out of your, of your area.
0: That is seriously so cool. I can totally see the appeal of it. But I think also for people to be able to listen to your perspective and kind of weigh the pros and cons, know the challenges before going into it is huge. So thank you so much for yeah. sharing your insight on all of that. Yeah. Um, So I think we've had a really good conversation today. I would love to just end the episode with maybe if you have any encouragement or last pieces of advice for people who maybe want to go into working with either brands or Airbnbs. like What would you like to leave our listeners with today?
1: Yeah, I think... I think the first thing is you, this is not possible if like you're, you're, if you have to be able to produce good content. (laughs) And so there is like a, you know, you just spamming Instagram with like nothing to show for it. Like, Hey, I'm a photographer. Trust me. Like people, people make a judgment pretty quick. And, and that doesn't mean you're disqualified if you don't have good content, but it does mean like it's worth spending time. Taking some photos, watching a bunch of YouTube videos, like you know, honing your craft, which I'm still doing all the time. And I'll see other people's stuff and go, "What? How do they do that?" And like trying to get better. So it's like, don't don't think, oh, anyone can just do this without you know, there is work involved. But all, all that to say, as well, anyone can do it. It's just a matter of like you have to get just the grind of of learning something new. And so my I think my advice in that is like. Just, you know, go around your house, take a bunch of photos, a bunch of products. You know, if you're like, I really want to get into wallets or I really want to get into luxury hotels, like literally drive to a luxury hotel, go to their lobby and take a bunch of photos with your friend Um, (laughs) or go to their pool or whatever you can get into. Like if you can just go take photos first and get content built up and make sure, hey, this stuff is, this is good. Like this looks great. That is what's going to sell you versus like, I'll just learn as I go. Like you do need you got to build those skills. And honestly, with YouTube and and Instagram and all these different resources, there's so many people who are willing to help. But I just think a lot of people just jump into it thinking I'm going to send my first DM and people are going to get back to me. And like, I've had so many rejections. So it's not like it's going to happen overnight, but it definitely is something that you can work toward and and get set up. Um, And as an encouragement, like I'm still getting rejected all the time so so if you're getting rejected like don't feel like oh my gosh i'm the worst like i I am still sending dms and people are like no thanks or no we don't like your stuff or no we already have people or whatever and so there is tons of that to go around and that's totally fine and obviously the, the dream is that i'm just getting so many leads inbound that i'm not having to do outreach but i'm definitely not there and so i think not to like I don't know. The advice that I got early on was never compare yourself as a photographer to another photographer. Compare yourself to your yourself like six months ago. And I do that all the time. Like just scroll back through your feed or, or go to old photos and you'll go, wow, I'm so much better than I was. And that I think will encourage you versus I'm not as good as this person because at the end of the day, you're two different people with two different perspectives. So that's not really going to help.
0: Yeah, that is seriously so good. So good. Well, thank you so much for hopping on today's episode, Luke. It was really fun catching up with you, interviewing you. And I know people are going to really find so much value in this episode. So for people listening, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so feel free to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Luke underscore over underscore here. Luke over here. Um, the regular Luke over here with no underscores is, is taken. I've DM'd the guy like a hundred times and he never responds to me. But <laughs> so Luke over here, um, you can follow along. Yeah, feel free. Honestly, if if you have questions about getting into it or you heard the podcast and you want to chat, I am all for it. So feel free to shoot me a DM, um, and we can connect. And if you're in Seattle and you want to. Come check it out. Like that is another thing that I recommend. Sorry, adding another point. like if there's someone that you respect or that does something, like DM them, they'd probably love to have you as a second shooter where you can just come and like shadow and like learn or see or just hear from. Like the Instagram community is actually really awesome. I just think there's this pretense of like everyone's professional and at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of people watching YouTube videos trying to figure out what they're doing. like <laughs> so don't don't be a stranger. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Thank you for your time, Luke. We really appreciate it. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. If you found this podcast helpful or insightful, we would absolutely be honored if you could take a moment to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. If you have any friends who you think would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And lastly, we absolutely love connecting with you all on social media. You can find us using the links below in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.